Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to another episode of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Today, we've got a very special guest uh, with Leo Gittis. He is the owner of Nyada Resorts, which uh, for anyone that doesn't know, is a leader in luxury resorts here in Costa Rica. Uh, they also have properties, uh, I believe, down in Chile, and they're also developing one in Puerto Rico uh, at the moment as well. But I mean, it's been impressive to say the least of what Nyada Resorts has been you know, able to do here in Costa Rica and kind of positively shape uh, the image of Costa Rica and also Aranao as well. I mean, before those guys were in, in the game, uh, you were looking at, I mean, nightly rates around the 500 mark. And actually, then I had a tent camps, I believe, top close to two, $3,000 a night. I mean, just amazing the beauty of it, uh, the structure, just the detail taken, um, you know, and it's, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's another level. Uh, and I think it's really helping shape the future of tourism here in Costa Rica to be at a very, very luxury level. So we're going to be talking to Leo about his journey uh, and also get his advice of investing in Costa Rica, as he is actually a big investor in real estate in uh, North America and also here in Costa Rica. Remember, guys, if you have any questions for us or would like us to help you with anything, we've actually spoken to quite a few of you. I really appreciate you reaching out. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out who I'm going to get for the 100th episode. I have an idea here. Uh, I just don't know whether I'm going to be able to get him on the, uh, on, on, the, uh, on the podcast. But hey, you don't ask, you don't get. Remember, you can contact us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. But let's get straight into it. Good afternoon, Leo. How are you doing? Doing great, Richard. Thank you for having me on your program. The honor is mine, and I'm sure that the uh, the uh, people listening to the podcast, uh, I don't know whether they understand how fortunate they are to have somebody that's been so successful here in Costa Rica in, in creating a uh, creating such a luxury brand on the show. So I'm sure that you're going to be able to give them some uh, some great tidbits well, here. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, once in a while, everyone deserves to get lucky, and I got lucky this time. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more than luck, Leo, but... Uh, hard, hard, yeah. work, hard work, hard work, hard work makes you lucky. It does, it does, that's very, very true. So, well, Leo, I mean, you've been in, in tourism now for, for quite a few years, but I mean, what recently has surprised you and are you guys seeing any trends on your side? Um, obviously, we, everyone um, had a real tough time. Everybody in the industry had a real tough time during the pandemic. But I guess what we did not realize at the time is that long-term, this was going to be good for us because Costa Rica has always had a, has always had a very good brand name, but the pandemic made the whole world realize how important is the natural environment and things that we used to take for granted, most people don't anymore. And Costa Rica embodies uh, sustainability. I mean, Costa Rica was the first country in the world, in the world to uh, kind of the, the first country in the world that, that believe in being green. And all of a sudden, after the pandemic, everybody realized how important that is. So we, all of us that have hotels or in the travel industry in Costa Rica are the beneficiaries of the work that Costa Rica has been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that that's only going to continue. Somebody asked me the other day whether, you know, they would ever privatize all the beachfront and sell it off. And I was like, I don't think so. I think you'd have a, yeah. uh, you'd have protests yeah. in the streets here. But yeah. I mean, Costa Rica's biggest resource is its natural resources, which it does not drill. It does not, you know, take advantage of. Well, I mean, it takes advantage of with regards to national parks and, you know, developing yeah. a green tourist destinations. Yeah. But 
yeah, I mean, it's not mining. You know, hunting is illegal here. Drilling yeah. for oil yeah. is. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. it really makes it a great place. No, and you know what? What I, Richard, what I find really interesting is um, I talked to the reservations team, yeah, and I asked him when because we were pretty automated. I mean, most pretty much everybody goes into uh, into our system. They check availability. They make their own reservations. So. One of the bad parts about this automation is that we don't speak as much with guests. And in the past, when guests used to call, uh, you know, typically they wanted a break on the price. Yep. And uh, so I, I always ask the reservation team, why do people call you? And it's interesting that the minority of the people that call now are interested in, in discussing pricing you'd be surprised that the majority wants to understand, wants to talk about sustainability. They want to, before they pull the trigger, before they come to visit, to stay with us, they want to know what we're doing in terms of sustainability. And I think that's that's wonderful because they it, it gives me hope. Um, and in the new, the younger generation really, really cares about that. So. I think my generation um, is and older has not done a good job uh, protecting the planet. So I think our, our biggest hope is that the, the generations that follow us will, will do a better job than us. It's, you're the first person I think to, I mean, I heard about that uh, many, many years ago, but recently you're the first person that's ever said that to me, that people are asking about, you know, a business of sustainability, sustainability practices. So, yeah. um, I mean, that's great to hear. Yeah, so. no, it's very, very encouraging. Well, I mean, Leo, why do you think, I mean, beyond some of the stuff that you've said, I mean, why do you think Costa Rica is a great place to invest? And also, what do you think it offers that potentially North America doesn't? Um, really good question. I'm, I'm in real estate. That's my main business. I've been in real estate in the U.S. Uh, for almost 40 years. And you know what? I like the U.S. a lot. Uh, I am a big believer in the in real estate in the U.S. But Costa Rica has a few things that the U.S. does not have. Um, it's you have universal health care that in the U.S. for some reason we don't have. I'll never understand why we don't. And the and Costa Rica is more accessible. Prices in the U.S. Um, have gotten um, out of line. It's, it's just yep. hard as an investor to make money in in the U.S. There are some pockets where there's opportunity, but U.S. is pretty tough right now. In Costa Rica, you have, I mean, you have everything going. Um, prices are still very, still very good compared to uh, to the U.S. It's one of the few countries in Latin America where there's no crime. And that's and that's really important. And then what I what we were discussing before, I mean, Costa Rica has an amazing brand and people want to be in Costa Rica. Uh, people respect and admire everything that Costa Rica has done in terms of sustainability. And that's that's only going to become more important. And Costa Rica is the green country of the world. Costa Rica is the global success story in terms of sustainability and people want to be associated with that so yeah. I, I think it's a it's um 
myself, I have the two options and I am more and more inclined to invest in Costa Rica. No, and I mean, I think a lot of people are currently looking at Costa Rica to invest just because, again, they feel that the prices are a little overinflated at the moment, that maybe they're yeah. at the peak. Um, and, you know, I think people are hesitant to invest, you know, kind of at the peak, but there's opportunity here in Costa Rica, but also there's a leisure lifestyle aspect to that investment as well. So yeah. they get to kind of enjoy it. Yeah, um, yeah, so, absolutely, absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, I mean, let's just talk about, um, I mean, your journey with Nyad with Nyada, if you don't mind me asking, I mean, you've been able to build probably Costa Rica's strongest luxury travel brand. And I think I've said that to you before. And you were like, I, I you know, it's very difficult to see the impact that you have while you're inside the box as it does outside. Um, and I think you guys really have shaped, you know, the luxury market here and kind of you're, you're the hair that all the, uh, you know, all the, everybody else is chasing. But I mean, what have been the most challenging hurdles you guys have had to overcome? Most difficult challenge for us is uh, transportation yeah we've been lobbying the government to to basically allow us in partnership with the local airport which is privately held to uh, allow us to bring private jets yep and it's very very difficult for it and i'm not going to uh, mention names here but i remember meeting with a prior minister of tourism and um and basically, they, they told us, um, if you can find an airline that will fly, then we will consider a, providing an immigration, of, you know, providing an immigration officer yeah. and a customs officer. And, and we were willing to pay for that. So we spent a bunch of time. We found an airline that was willing to provide service. When we brought the airline to the Minister of Tourism, she came up with another reason why she was not in agreement with that. So yeah. that we, I mean, the, uh, the kind of clients that we cater to many times uh, want to come, want to come with their own private jet. And we, and, and the only place that they can land is Liberia or San Jose and, and in Arenal, we're two and a half hours away of either airport. And what compounds the problem is that the roads are in very bad shape. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, if you have backpackers, they don't care. But when people are paying over a thousand dollars a night, they expect the, uh, a different type, type of arrival experience. So I would tell you that is the biggest problem. Since I got involved in Costa Rica almost 15 years ago, I've been hearing about the road that was going to be the highway that was going to be built um and nothing happens it's just yeah. it's, that 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 part is a real problem for us no i i agree you know i always say to people because they're always like oh i've heard about this and i've heard about that i'm like until it happens in costa rica don't believe anything you know but yeah. it's interesting what you were saying about the airstrip there though that i mean i don't understand why we wouldn't do something like that if we have all of these marinas that also have customs and immigration people there mm -hmm. i mean what is the difference between a marina and an, no. and an airstrip i mean there really there's is not, not that much difference there's not there's not you know and um, you have no idea how many guests do not come to Costa Rica because they want to uh, they, they want to fly their, their they, I mean they have a private plane or they are on, the, on those uh, net jets or yep. charter type situations and the fact that they have to drive two and a half hours 
it's a big deterrent. Yeah. Well, I mean, just kind of switching gears here a little bit, talking about uh, Nyada. I mean, what would you say your guys' secret source is? Because, I mean, you guys get an amazing average daily rate for being a property that is not on the beach, you know, which is typically people think that they have to be on the beach to get an amazing, you know, ADR. But, I mean, you guys, I mean, are a trendsetter. I mean, what would you say your guys' secret source is? It's simple. Customer service. Customer service. That's this. That, that's what it's all about the philosophy at at Nayara is that no guest can ever leave unhappy and yep. it's part of our dna we train and train and we keep harping on that every time we hire someone it's that's that's the secret sauce yeah how do you guys find a finding um you know in, i suppose workers employees here in costa rica i mean do you find that easy or do you have to train them it's very difficult it's very difficult uh and it's getting more difficult every day we uh, one of the uh one of the goals when uh, we started nayara is that we wanted not we wanted to uh, give opportunities to the people in the area Yep. And uh, so we, we do everything we can to hire all of our team from, from the surrounding towns. Um, we used to have a lot of expats in key positions. And uh, over time, we are, we're not doing that anymore. And, we, and the, the, the goal is that everybody at Nayara will be a Tico. And uh, so what we do is we constantly train the team with the idea that eventually people will be at a situation where they they can take over the hotel and and in the case of Nayara I mean my my partner since since we began this journey is from Costa Rica and we always had a resident manager that was from that was that was an expat and uh, I'm very happy that uh, as of, I guess, two years ago, our resident manager is someone from Costa Rica. He's from La Fortuna. He started with Nayara as a, in, as a, a receptionist and he, he moved up and he's probably the best resident manager we've had. And he's, he's a local guy. So that, that, that gives me a lot of, that gives me a lot of pride. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to see those opportunities for people, you know, and the ability to develop here. And, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. even in our business, our head of finance and our head of uh, travel experience were interns, you know. So, yeah. I mean, the opportunities are there. I mean, as you said, it's hard work and uh, determination. Yeah, so, absolutely. Absolutely. You know. Well, I mean, for anyone wanting to, I suppose, build or invest in hotels here in Costa Rica, I mean, what advice would you give them? Find a site very close to... Uh, to either Liberia or San Jose, yeah, because the roads are not getting better. I think they're getting worse, and uh, and there are no and, and I don't see for many years more uh, international airports. Yeah, and our that that's been our biggest struggle. So I would I would say, don't don't repeat the mistake that we made. Well, you've not done too badly from it, um, you know, but I. But I, I agree. I mean, those roads, I, I get a lot of people complaining about car sickness just because of the you yeah. know, kind of the, the wine backs. I mean, I think it's a little easier from Liberia, 
Um, you know, it's a little bit more difficult from San Jose, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's, that's great advice to put your property not too far away from an airport. So, uh, uh, Leo, are there any other projects that you're currently working on that you want to tell us about? Yeah, obviously when I'm working on projects, I typically sign a confidentiality agreement. Oh yeah. You don't need to so, tell us any of those ones. Yeah, no. So I'll tell you uh, without being very specific. So I, so yep. I don't, so I don't get in trouble. Uh, we are, I mean, we've been working for several years now on a project on the, on the central Pacific on the beach. And yep. that, that project is getting closer and closer to fruition. I'm hoping that we will be able to uh, break ground in the next six months. And that's a project that I'm very excited about. Uh, we have a project in, uh, central in uh, another one in Central America, uh, also a beach location outside of Costa Rica. Uh, two hotels under development in the Caribbean and, uh, and one hotel in the Middle East. Wow. So, so we, we're staying busy. We're staying busy. Uh, we obviously love Costa Rica, but, uh, that, but we, there's so, I mean, so much development happening in, in, Costa Rica and so many hotels that have announced that they're coming to, to the country. And there's going to be so such, such large supply of product that I'm a little concerned about building another hotel in Costa Rica. So besides the one in the, in the Pacific, I think we are at this point focusing mostly on opportunities outside of Costa Rica. Well, I mean, if you inherited $500,000, Leo, this is my last question for you. Is yeah. uh, Again, I really appreciate your time as yeah. I know that you're very, very busy. If you invested, if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it into a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it? I'll answer the same way that before we started the call, I would ask you to help me with that. <laughs> you, you know, you know, Costa Rica, the residential market better than anyone else. I mean, every time that I try to get a hold of you, you are inspecting some location you're on the road you know what's going on so uh i anybody who wants to invest in costa rica i think the first phone call that i would make would be to you thank you very much leo thank you well leo i i know you're very busy i want to appreciate you very much for coming on here i think this is going to be a big help for anybody looking to yeah. you know invest in tourism here in costa rica uh and i'll put all your uh, the hotel details uh, in the description here and uh i hope you have a great weekend richard thank you for everything that that you're doing for Costa Rica, the, the lobbying that you're doing on behalf of all of us. Uh, I mean, it, your team is great. So uh, we, we really cherish uh, our relationship and everything you guys do for us. So again, thank you very much and have a nice weekend. Thank you very much. Great podcast there with uh, Leo, uh, owner of Niada Resorts. I think as you can see there, uh, Niada Resorts is uh, creating kind of a luxury soft brand. Um, and actually they um, you know, are partnering with a lot of luxury hotels uh, throughout the world at the moment. Um, you know, They have some stuff in South America, they're looking at other stuff in Central America and also building another beachfront uh, property here in Costa Rica. Um, but uh, again, they are really market leaders. 
the hair that everybody is kind of chasing at the moment. So, I mean, it was, it, we were very, very lucky to, for Leo to be able to find the time to do that podcast with us uh, and really kind of open, um, you know, the kind of the doors there to just understand the, the, the journey that he's been through and also the challenges that, you know, his business has. I think you'll find that every business has challenges, but where there's challenge, of course, there is always opportunity as well. So remember, guys, if you would like to get in contact with us, you can do info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investing. Costa Rica.com. Uh, we're happy to help in anything that we can. A lot of people are contacting us that are looking to invest or build here. Uh, part of the company actually does uh, project manage. We don't build, but we do a lot of project management here in Costa Rica and understand the rental market very well and also the investment market. And as which beach towns are growing, uh, just sometimes people don't know that tourism comes first and then real estate. Uh, so we have all of the tourism data uh, and are able to kind of extrapolate that to really understand where, you know, the future of real estate is going in this country. So remember, you can contact us info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, until the next podcast, guys, thanks very much.